Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is The Exchange from In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Since 1978, the National White Collar Crime Center has been training and lending technical assistance to state and local law enforcement, as well as support to regulatory agencies, prosecutors, and judges. The goal is to combat crime. Joe Borg, who recently retired as director of the Alabama Securities Commission, is the National Center's treasurer and a board member. He joins us today by Skype. Joe Borg, welcome back to The Exchange. Carolyn, it's always a pleasure to be on the show with you, and thank you for having me. I know you are retired as director of the Alabama Securities Commission, but you continue to serve the public in various capacities, one of which is treasurer and board member of the National White Collar Crime Center. Well, that is true, Carolyn. So what does this group do for consumers and investors? So the National White Collar Crime Center is the premier training, information gathering agency for state law enforcement officials. So think in terms of the membership of the NW3C is what we call it, National White Collar Crime Center, is made up of police departments, sheriff's departments. They're made up of the DA's offices, the various AGs in the state. Anybody that's like a law enforcement, it could be the airport authority law enforcement, Medicaid fraud. So they are a absolute spectacular training sessions on hands, computer, everything from dealing with gang problems or drug issues or money transfers to cybersecurity, computer hacking, and things of that nature. So they teach the law enforcement community, which in turn, of course, gets them to know what's going on out in the community and can respond to consumers and investors in the financial sector or any of the other crime sectors, because they've been around a very long time. What are you and the other board members seeing as emerging crimes of concern? Well, certainly emerging crimes of concern include everything in the technology space, the cybersecurity space things that would affect folks that come across your laptops and computers, the hacking and the romantic scams. But it goes into the technical aspects of what law enforcement can do to track and prevent and educate the public as to what's out there and give the tools to law enforcement so they can put a stop to some of this that goes on because there are millions of dollars that are lost people's life savings that are lost when these kind of criminals come across through the wires to your cell phone, through your computer. There's a lot of training that goes on for police departments and law enforcement authorities on things like gang activities, money laundering, drug running, arms dealers. And yes, the NW3C is funded through a huge grant from the Department of Justice in the major appropriations at Congress. But It's limited use for state law enforcement. This would not be an FBI thing or a Secret Service thing. 
On the security side, for instance, are there any regulations that are coming out that will help combat this type of fraud and activity? Well, you know, we're always looking at regulations on a state level. And as you know, the Securities Commission has over the years increased penalties for crimes. It has expanded its jurisdiction into the digital world. It has passed a number of laws to help protect vulnerable adults. On a national level, even some of Alabama's laws, like our Vulnerable Adults Protection Act, is now a national law. So we've seen that progression. You know, Carolyn, there's an old saying that the states are laboratories of innovation. Things start at the state level and then percolate up, and they're developed here on a local level and go national. So we think on the congressional side, we do see a lot of things percolating up with regard to cybersecurity and cryptocurrencies and protections that might come on out down the road. So I think as this entire technological space develops, we'll see more and more on a national scale. A lot of these things at ground level go up to a federal level and then become federal law or federal procedure. Well, now that you mentioned the Vulnerable Adults Protection Act, I recall that Alabama and the ASC led the way in that. Can you explain that act and how it does help older adults? Well, sure. There's a couple of pieces to it. We've actually passed several statutes, but the one you're talking about is something we passed way back in 2016, and we were one of the very first states to do it. Three or four years later, it became a national law, but we were seeing a lot of folks being taken by slick con artists getting them to invest in things over the computer, even door-to-door to to some extent, but mostly by internet. And what would be happening was, say, Mrs. Smith in, you know, Elba, Alabama, would be pitched a deal over the net, and her local broker would see that all of a sudden Mrs. Smith is spending $8,000 a month instead of $4,000 a month, and there was nothing they could do about it. We passed a law that required brokers and financial advisors and investment advisors to report when they saw something. Like, why all of a sudden she's doubling, taking money out. Is there something wrong? And especially when they talk to them and they don't get answers correctly, this gave those folks the right to call the ASC, Securities Commission, and gave them the right to put a hold on those transfers of funds, a lot of them which would be going overseas, romantic scams, cyber scams, that sort of thing. What the law did was it mandated that those would be reported to the Securities Commission and Human Resources, or DPS, then we would be able to take some action. In return for that, the investment advisors, the financial planners, the stockbrokers would be protected from privacy concerns. They wouldn't be breaching any privacy. Now, That has turned out to be very, very successful. I bet you the commission gets a couple of dozen a month reports. And the whole purpose is to get to a Mrs. Smith or somebody and say, you're being scammed. This money you're spending is going to not what you think it's for, or it's a phony investment. And by cutting off that money flow, we can protect those assets. And our legislature was very good about seeing our point and helping us get those laws passed. In addition, we increased the penalties and had those statute of limitations increased to five years from date of discovery. In effect, we've done quite a bit of work in allowing the state enforcement folks to have the ability to look at those problems and bring those criminal cases where warranted. Give us some advice on, as we head into the holidays, what to be on the lookout for. You know, the holiday season, we can always predict what we're going to see. Charitable giving scams 
always be sure you know who you're dealing with. And just because they call you on the phone or send you something in the mail or send you something by internet, do some homework. It's your money. You want it to go to the right place. And in the spirit of giving in the holiday season, people do feel charitable, but don't you want your dollars to go where they make an effect and not lining somebody's pockets? Watch out for those things. There are a lot of places that you can check to see if they're true charitable groups, Better Business Bureau. If you're in doubt where to check, you can always call the Securities Commission and ask to speak to somebody in public relations or enforcement about, hey, I think this may be a scam. And they can help you check that out. Well, Joe, it is such a, a great honor to have you back on the exchange here at Troy Public Radio. And I'm so glad that you will stay with us on behalf of the National White Collar Crime Center. Carolyn, it is always a pleasure. And anytime we can help. And again, let me put in a plug for the Alabama Securities Commission. The new executive director there, Amanda Sen, is doing a fantastic job. And I guarantee the commission is going to be doing quite a bit in the consumer and protection space for Alabama citizens. Joining us by Skype was Joe Borg, treasurer and board member of the National White Collar Crime Center and the recently retired director of the Alabama Securities Commission. To contact the ASC, the toll-free number is 1-800-222-1253 or online at asc.alabama.gov. Thanks for joining us today for The Exchange from In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.